today. And so if you guys want to turn into your Bibles to 1 Samuel 17, 4 through 7, it says, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The staff of his spear was as heavy and as thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. So... We all are familiar with the tale of David and Goliath, but it's really kind of hard to think of how huge Goliath was. We don't just walk past giants all the time, you know? So, to see how tall Goliath was. Now, everybody knows Pastor Josh, awesome guy. He's up here every week. I'm just I'm just filling in right now. He's just chilling. And... So Pastor Josh, he's a pretty tall guy. I mean, he's pretty tall. He's taller than me, and I'm the shortest person in my family, which is saying something. So Pastor Josh is tall, but if he has Judah standing on his shoulders, that would give us a better idea of how tall Goliath was. Like, you're like, whoa, Goliath. Whoa, he is so tall. Now, not only is he super tall, he is super strong. It says that his coat of mail, which is like his armor that went around him, weighed 125 pounds. That's just one thing. He had leg armor. He had a spear. He had a dude in front of him carrying a shield. So he was probably carrying like over 200 pounds of armor, 200 pounds. Now... You would think if you're carrying 200 pounds of armor, you're kind of going to be like, ugh, ugh, I'm trying, I'm trying to move, but I can't. Right, exactly. It would be hard. But Goliath was so strong, he strutted around for days in front of the army. He strutted around. Who's going to fight me? Bring it. Bring it. Who's out here? Who's coming? I'm just chilling in 200 pounds of armor and I'm massive. But who's coming out here? Who's going to come out here and fight me? Goliath was pretty intimidating. He was like a scary dude. And he wasn't afraid to tell people that he was a scary dude. What's up with that? I know. I know. You guys can, you guys can talk to me. It's, it's good. It's good. Thank you. It's scary. It's scary. So, sometimes... When we hear the story of David and Goliath, we think, okay, okay, Pastor Jen, or as the children call me, Miss Jen. Okay, Miss Jen, I get it, okay? This guy went up against this huge guy. What does that have to do with my life? Am I going to go up against somebody in armor tomorrow? Probably not. But we can always look at the story of David and Goliath and put it in our lives today because each one of you sitting in your seats is facing a different giant. Each one of you is facing something that is so much bigger than you feel that you can handle. Now, I'm here to tell you today that we don't have to fear our giants. We don't have to be afraid of the things that seem so huge in our life, this huge problem, this huge issue. 
We don't have to be afraid. So kids, maybe you are afraid and your giant in your life is school. Now, I just graduated from college, so I know your pain. I know it. I've lived that for a long time. You got a while to go. I'm sorry. But I know that school it can be overwhelming. It can be like, oh, man, I don't understand this math homework right now. And I don't know what I'm going to do because, well, I'm in, four, or I'm in fourth grade now, but then I have to go to fifth, and then I have to go to sixth, and then I have to go to seventh, and on and on and on. And I'm going to have to do math. And so when you struggle with math or with schoolwork, that can be a giant in your life. That can make your tummy hurt when you're just sitting at the table and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this because you, it's just hard to understand sometimes. Adults, maybe you have a giant in your life. Maybe your finances are your giant. Maybe you have the pressure of not only providing the needs of your family, but you want to provide the wants and that is the pressure. That's a giant that you're facing because you're like, how am I going to do this? I, w I have to pay the bills, but my child's birthday is coming up. What am I going to do? Now, we don't have to fear those giants, just as David didn't fear Goliath. Now, when you turn to, I know you're already in 1 Samuel 17, but when you look at verses 34 through 37, now David's talking to King Saul right here, and he says, I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. And Saul was like, all right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Now, David stood up there in front of the king, the king. You getting that? The king. This is not just like, oh, hey, Mariah, um, I'm going to go to this giant. She's like, all right. No, this is the king. That, were, that David is talking to. And he went up to the king in confidence. Now, his confidence was not in his own abilities. His confidence was in the Lord. He put his confidence in God. Now, it's kind of like we say things about confidence all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm confident I'm going to get this candy and kid flow. Or I'm, I'm a confident driver. Or... Um, I have a very high self-confidence, or I'm a confident speaker. But we don't ever say, like, what is confidence? What is that? In KidFlow, we like to go over definitions sometimes because sometimes we're like, I don't know. So confidence is the belief that someone can rely on someone or something. Now, David relied on God. David went to the king and said, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this huge dude. I'm putting my confidence in him. I'm relying on God. I'm not relying on my own abilities. I'm relying on God. Now, David had a slingshot. Okay, so let's pretend 
this lovely pack of Altoids is a slingshot, okay? Just, just imagine it. Okay, imagination. There you go. So, David didn't look at his slingshot and say, oh, slingshot, you're going to do so awesome today. See that guy over there? We're going up against him, and uh, you're going to do it. I'm putting all of my confidence in you. I'm relying on you. Uh, no, David did not rely on the tools in his hand. He had a slingshot, and he had five smooth stones, and his confidence was not in his slingshot or his stones. David didn't look into a mirror and say, man, David, you're looking good today. You're just going to get this guy with your good looks. I'm counting on you because, David, we can do this. No, David does not put his confidence in himself or his own abilities. He said before that the Lord rescued him before. The Lord has shown his faithfulness before. He rescued him from a lion and a bear. Whoa, what? A lion and a bear? Think about that. He knew that God had been faithful in the past and that he would help him face his giant that was in front of him. Now, unfortunately, it's so true that when we use our own abilities, they fail us. When we count on ourselves, when we look in the mirror and we're like, you're so dashing. You got this. You're going to do it. It can, your own abilities can fail you. Now, some of you don't know, I am from Illinois, and I, and I grew up in the woods in a log cabin. I know it's kind of odd. My parents are a little odd. But we grew up around nature. We were always playing outside, and I loved it. And so we learned a lot of things. You know, my dad taught us, like, that's poison ivy. Don't touch it. This is a slingshot. Here you go. This is how you use it. So at a very young age, my dad taught us how to use a slingshot. And I'm not just saying this because of David and Goliath. Like, I'm for real. I know it's kind of weird. But this is what we did in the woods. And so, yeah. So um, in between chopping wood for the fireplace, that's not also a joke. That's for real. And going hiking in the woods, we would use our slingshots. And so for me, I was like, sweet, a slingshot. I'm going to use it seven times and then lose it and never use it again. I'm sure you people know this kind of stuff happens. <laughs> but my brother, I have a little brother. He's three years younger than me. He loved his slingshot. Now he's not little. He's getting to be Goliath height. But then he was littler than me. And so he used his slingshot all the time. He got really good. It was kind of like okay, Eric, let's go play. And he was like, no, I'm going to go do my slingshot over by the targets. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go play by myself. And so, you know, it's so true. So my brother was really good. He practiced all the time. And so there was one day where I was sitting inside, and I remember sitting at the dining room table, and I could see Eric through the window, and he had put the target up on the tree. Now, normally, he, he just always hit the target right on the bullseye. He was very good, but not so good that day. Now, I was sitting, and I could see him through the window. We had a glass door, and so I could see Eric. He pulled back. He was looking at the target. He didn't hit the target. He hit the window. So in that instant, Eric hits the window, breaks it, drops the slingshot and runs away. And I'm like, where's he going? He lives here. 
He lives at this house and he's running up the driveway. What is he doing? So the window was broken and of course, since I wasn't in trouble, I was like, yes, it's not on me. It's not me this time. But Eric's abilities in that moment, even though he had practiced and he knew I can hit the bullseye, it failed him in that instant. He knew that I can do this, but in that, that moment was called an epic fail, kids. This is what we call an epic fail. Yep, yep, that's what we call, that's a fail. And so Eric realized, you know, man, I know that I'm good, but my, my confidence in myself, that can go down quickly. And in his case, it went down with a window shattering. So we can see that our own abilities can fail us. What we think that we can do when we just do it on our own, it can fail us. And when we face our giants and we try to face them on our own, it can fail us. And so when we put our confidence in the Lord, that's when we know we will succeed because we have God on our side. Now, it might be easy to say, well, I have friends. I have the best of friends. They're going to be there for me. I want to put my confidence in them. Well, I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, that you cannot put all of your confidence in your friends because they can let you down, too. If you call your friends, sometimes it seems like when you have a problem and you need to talk to somebody, it's like nobody answers their phone. Can I get an amen, please? I just feel like sometimes I'm like, I need to talk to somebody, and there's no one. That's probably when God's like, hello, I'm right here. Why are you calling around? Because you can't rely on other people because they're not always going to be there, and God's always going to be there. So you can't rely on your own abilities. You can't rely on the slingshot or the tools that are in front of you. It's so easy for us to rely on technology. I know I have technology haters out there, haters and lovers. I don't know what I am. I think I'm in the middle. But, you know, I have, I am using this iPad, this beautiful iPad that I got for a graduation present. And I'm using it, and my confidence is in that it's going to work. But at any moment, this sucker might just shut down. And then I'm like, well, guys, that's it. You know, thankfully, I practiced this a bunch of times. So when we put our confidence in God, there won't be any failure. We will succeed because we have God on our side. Now, you might have a picture in your mind of what success is. And I'm going to tell you that it might not go that way because our plans are not normally the plans that the Lord has for us. We can have a picture in our mind. I wanted to marry Mr. Dalton. We know Mr. Dalton here. Mr. Dalton, wave your hand around like a crazy man. Thank you. Mr. Dalton and I have been together for a long, long time, but I wanted to marry him one and one year, and we didn't get married until two years later. And so it's like, even though I had this plan, I didn't know everything that was going to happen. I didn't know the outcome that was going to happen. And I'm so thankful that it wasn't my plan. I'm so thankful that I put my confidence in God and said, God, this is yours. And no matter what happens, my confidence is going to be in you, and I trust you. And then Mr. Dalton and I got married two years later, and it's been awesome. So when we put our confidence in God, when we say, God, this giant that I'm facing in my life, it's hard to give, it's hard to give huge problems to God sometimes. Those problems, you know the problems that I'm talking about. If I say, what is your giant, 
it probably pops into your head automatically. Those giants that make your tummy hurt, well, at least they make my tummy hurt. They make your tummy hurt, or you just toss and turn at night because you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Those kind of giants, when you are up against those kind of giants and you put your confidence in God and you trust God and you're like, God, this is hard. You can tell God, this is hard for me to just give this to you because I'm so used to worrying about it and I'm so used to just me trying to figure it out. But when you give it to God, you can say, God, this is yours and I trust you. I'm relying on you. I'm putting my confidence in you. And God will not leave you during that time. It says in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, if you have God with you, you can do all things are possible. All things are possible with God. When I'm sure the armies that were behind David that were scared and hiding for like ever before he got there, I'm sure that when they looked out there, they saw David alone looking up, 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 up at this huge guy. But David wasn't alone. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. He had the biggest dude on his side. He had the best dude. He had the champion of the world on his side. He wasn't by himself. But I'm sure that when the other army, they're like, oh, well, it was nice knowing him. He was a good kid. He was a good one. But, you know, Goliath, look at him, look at this guy. No, they didn't see that David was surrounded by the Lord. It, it's so easy to see what's right in front of us instead of putting our confidence in God and saying, I believe, I'm trusting. You can't always see that trust, even though it's surrounding you. It's surrounding me right now, I can tell you that. So when you put your confidence in God, you can go up against anything with that confidence. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, David is looking at Goliath now. Like, it's like, this is it. This is the time. He's standing there, and David says to Goliath, You have come at me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So not only is David like trotting out there with his slingshot, he's like, you went up against my God. And guess what? You're not going to win. That's kind of like you have to have confidence in something other than yourself to be able to go up to him and be like, you did it. Because I'd be like, uh, you might have uh, stepped on somebody's toes. No, he was like, you defied my God, the God of heaven's armies. And that is who I'm representing here. Now you can stand in front of your giant with confidence because when you put your confidence in the Lord, all things are possible. He will never leave you. Even when your giant seems overwhelming, even when you might feel alone, you're not alone. Deuteronomy 31 verse six says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. God will never leave you. He will never leave you. So when you stand before your giant today and you say, God, I'm giving this to you. And I know because it says in your word that you will never leave me nor forsake me. 
that you can put your trust in that and you can know that God will walk you through every step of the way. So now today, I'm going to ask you to stand and you don't have to say your giant out loud because I don't know. We don't need to know. If you want to, you can, but there's no pressure. So if you have a giant that you're facing today, I want you to stand and I just want you to put your hands up to God because we're not going to have these giants anymore. We're not going to live with this fear, this tummy trouble, this sleepless nights. We're not going to have that anymore. We're not going to have these giants in our life anymore because we have the Lord who is bigger than Goliath, the Lord who is bigger than any of the giant, huge problems that you might think are impossible. God is bigger than those things.